I'm Haley and Charlie's Nacho Guy. Welcome to Snub Dub. That's my intro, I promise. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Snub Dub. Uh, it's me, it's Charlie. I'm Charlie. And it's our it's our good old friend, uh, Carl. Um, our good uncle Carl. Our good uncle Carl, formerly uncle... Not great uncle. Uh, formerly uncle Custer. <laughs> um, so, uh, we are taking a slight departure as it is... Uh, the anniversary of the first interview yeah, we had this, with Uncle Yo. The actual anniversary of the first we, interview we had with Uncle Yo. August first was when we interviewed you the first. No, time. it was yeah, it was it would have been July thirty first into August first. Yeah. So, weirdly enough, did not plan that, but just so happened, and uh, and we're trying to take just a small departure from our usually uh scheduled broadcast and uh we're doing something a little bit different um and for those of you who are fans of that good tabletop rpg nonsense um we're gonna be doing some good tabletop rpg uh sorry let me take that again some good tabletop rpg i prefer countertop rpgs well that's because you're bougie (laughs) um Yes, it's it's actually an honor to be back on the show. I'm very happy to always run an RPG with uh, improvisers, and I just learned that you guys do have some tabletop RPG experience. I, I think that the genre and the medium are have in the middle of this wonderful explosion of the last, um, I want to say just eight years, of people really taking mechanics and uh, cooperative storytelling and problem solving uh-huh. and adapting their own tactics for it. Yeah, I mean, like, in a way... Uh like you know tabletops like D and and this the like have uh, inspired the way that we run our podcast these days sort of a it's it's just without a real clear dm it's just sort of improv chaos and voice actors but overall it becomes through a, a narrative that right. we had planned yeah. yeah i mean they already have that game it's called fiasco it works great at conventions <laughs> but then it, it just sort of becomes a group group storytelling effort and um and it's it's great for friendships um or very bad for friendships um <laughs> depending on the game but uh we're here playing uh, a one-page rpg uh, Carl, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? As this was your, this was your decision, Carl. This game features two of my favorite features, and that is a single-page rulebook and the lack of need for the GM to roll or necessarily pay attention. <laughs> Excellent. I, today we are going to be playing The Witch is Dead, an RPG about murder. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, there was a kind and wise and beautiful witch who lived in the forest 
with her familiars. That's going to be you two. <gasps> Heavy wink to the audience. And her life was peaceful and happy until a fucking witch hunter <laughs> broke into her cottage and dragged her out and fucking murdered her. And now she's fucking dead. But if you get revenge and kill him and bring his eyes to her corpse within a week, she'll come back to life. Or so you've heard. Even if it doesn't work, at least the mofo is dead. What I love most about games like The Witch is Dead, there is absolutely zero prep and preparation. In fact, none of us know whom you two are going to play. So if you have your 10-sided die ready. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Haley, I'm going to have you roll for which adorable woodland creature you are going to play. All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. That's an eight. That means a crow. <coughs> so go ahead and... My God. Ah! Yep, so you're going to go ah! ahead and give yourself two clever. Okay. One for fierce. Two clever, two furious. Two clever, one fierce. Okay. You haven't made it to the sequels yet. <laughs> uh, two for sly. Ooh. And one for quick. Oh, that's pretty balanced. And now, it's, and now we're going to roll which magical cantrip the witch taught you. Ooh. Ah! All right. Whoa, whoa. Two. Conjure you Light. You learned Conjure Light. Excellent. Now, while those spells have, uh, as you can see, they have no description, which means there's no reason that they can't be awesome nor effective. Anytime you use your spell, the danger of the world increases by one. Just let me worry about uh, what is the danger of the world. Essentially, as I challenge you to roll your dices, you are going to be adding your statses to those rolls. Ah. And, uh, yep, yep, that's that's how we uh, catch speak, our fish. That's how so we speak English. Clean. <laughs> Correct. If you ever roll below the current level of danger, something bad is going to happen within the scene. Ooh. Mm. All right, Charlie. Yes. Do you have your 10-sided die? I do. I'm going to have you roll for your animal. I'm very excited to do this, Carl. All right, here we go. Five. You are an owl. We're bird Excellent. friends. Double <coughs> burb. <coughs> Charlie? Yes. I'm, I'm going to have you roll now for which spell you have learned. First time I ever ran this game, my partner, Cat, ended up rolling a cat whose name was That One. And, of course, they rolled for Conjure Flame. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. Three. Speak human. Excellent. <laughs> wise old Al is a wise old bird. The less he spoke, the more he heard. The more he heard, the smarter he got. So shut your man, please, sir, Mr. President, and listen a lot. <laughs> Now comes the issue. I, as the GM, I only have four roles that I have to do right at the beginning. The first thing I have to let you know is that the village is full of hardy mining folk. Mining folk. Hmm. I enjoy that. So we're thinking stouty. We're thinking a little dwarvy action. And then I have to roll one more time for something I will fill you in later on. Oh, dear. All right. Haven't seen that one in a while. Okay. That bodes Let's... well. <laughs> bodes custom. Most importantly, I have to roll that the witch hunter is... Oh, that's a fun one. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's bluffing. Mm -hmm. 
He didn't roll anything. He's jolly and well-meaning. <laughs> However, there is a twist, but I have to keep it a secret. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> These vocalizations are purposely just to keep us in suspense. Uh-huh. And and with it's that a very being said, custardly delivery. Yeah. And with that being said, it's time for the ultimate uh, prep and final secret tool that I will pass on to you, Haley, that every GM needs when working with new players. Uh-huh. Booze! Copious amounts okay. of cocaine! <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of a little 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 bit of both, honey. A little bit of both. A little bit of that. A little bit of that Peruvian oh GM powder. <laughs> you sound like a pony I met once. <laughs> with, with that said, my, with that said, my friends, shall we dive into this? Absolutely. Let's, Let's dive custardly. <laughs> <laughs> Today's song is going to be "White Words," joined. Uh, as on land by the amazing Eliza Rickman, also known as the Fairy Queen Lullaby Songstress of the Drow. <laughs> White winds blow drifting over the inside Cold breath flow chill a soul on the outside Her name was Red Molly She lived separate from the village In the spring, she would bring lilacs, snapdragons Down from her home to sell at the fair Children would point and laugh at her sprawling curls of red hair, the women would speak behind her back and around her shoulder of other things she had done with her hair and hands with the village men. The village men would snicker at the long dress. The children were envious of her lights display, her ability to talk and charm with the animals, her bright blue eyes. She took in many apprentices over the years and had her way with more than one of them. Not everyone is happy with Red Molly, but no one was this unhappy with Red Molly. The night before the full moon, there is a shriek that comes from her cabin in the woods. No animals were around to understand why. The next morning, the day leading to the full moon, the animals gather. A family of deer, fresh fawn coming from the new breeding season, they were the first to emerge from the grove. They were the first to see the blood. They were the first to call out for help. Haley and Charlie, what are your characters' names? I'm Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. No, no, just regular Harris. Mm -hmm. I'm... Fugsby. <laughs> With that attitude, how could you not be? <laughs> Fugsby and Harris. That's a winning team right there. I can already see the improv teams and the Laurel and Hartle pair. 
Let me just not do that. <laughs> Let's just cut that. Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardle. <laughs> Hardly. Wait, the case. can we change our names to Laurel and Horrell? <laughs> <laughs> I like Harrison Fugsby. I do too. Because then you put us together and we're like a weird, uh, <laughs> like George Lucas actor. <laughs> Harrison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harris F- Harris F- Harris Fugsby was adored by the children of the compound in which he encaptured inki- them in which his egg was incubated. Um <laughs> All right, so Harrison Fugsby Harrison Fugsby, you are some of the first to hear the cry. You approach the cabin. The mother deer is covering the little deer's eyes with great difficulty as they have no hands. The front door to the wooden cottage is open. A trail of blood is leading down the cobblestone path toward the uh, pounded earth road that leads closer into the woods. What do you do? Listen, darling, I'm all right out here. Are you sure? Well, I've gotten my wings dirty quite enough this week working for Red Molly, and I just, uh, I haven't the time. I think we should investigate. Fine. If you want to go in, we can go in. I think we should go in. All right, let's go inside and follow this, follow this trail of viscera. Because that always leads to good things. Remember the last trail of viscera we followed, Harris? We follow so many trails of viscera. I know. Do do you think I'm a magpie? Is that why you think I like viscera? I'm a crow, darling. I'm just worried. All right. Stepping into the cabin, perching yourself on the windowsill next to the snapdragons, next to the azaleas, and the sprigment that she had ready and prepared. Looking inside, the fireplace is of muted coals, embers dying out and losing their light in the early morning. There is, in fact, still a mist that seems to be pouring in and around the base of the house from the valley. Red Molly, however, is bent over backwards, over her table. Her feet are still on the ground. Her back and front part are still on the table. The dead face, mouth agape, turns and faces you. No eyes. Bloodless, black holes leading to the back of her skull. I don't understand. I told you she didn't have a brain. Those holes go clear to the back of her skull. She's gone? Harris, I know you take these things quite more to the heart than, well, than I do, but maybe there is a way that we can make this right. I want to. I fly over to the corpse. Indeed. Uh, It does not perk up and wave or extend her arm as it is used to. Getting close and viewing in with those zoomy, zoomy magpie eyes, it definitely looks like the eyes used to be there, but no longer are. Uh, there are several small cuts to the out, to the skin on the outside of the eye hole. 
but you're also getting more and more signs of a struggle. You see that there are scraped fingernail ridges into the table against which she lay. It looked like a very violent encounter. However, it brings to the question, why were her wards not up across the door? Wouldn't her magical lock or alarm had triggered her, let her know when someone approached her grove? How would someone had entered unless they were willingly beckoned? How would someone have entered unless they were willingly, willingly beckoned? beckoned? I was thinking the same thing. Hmm. Well, she's done a real number on this table. It's a shame. She should know better than to scrape this mahogany. Should we check to see if the the wards are still intact? I suppose so. Can we investigate the door? Most definitely. What you're noticing is the typical um, smear of uh, dye that she would put, mainly centripetal circles that she would put at the base of the door to alert her whenever someone got close. They are still very much intact, which meant that they were not sabotaged from the outside. They were not smeared, as you've seen the occasional druid try to do on the outskirts of the corn crop. They are not washed away as they can be in the rain. They've not been scraped away. They've not been touched. From your gathering, the door was opened from the inside and quite willingly. It leads outside to that trail of blood leading down into the forest path. Well, this is out of my scope of understanding. What can you glean, Owl? Well, she let them in. So what, it was a friend of hers? I don't know. Hell of a thing for a friend to do. Uh, I want to investigate the claw marks, see how many claws there are, for one. <laughs> it is most definitely they match up and end at her fingernails which meant she was bent over for a while, which meant she was struggling for a while, which meant she was scratching furiously. However, um, as Harris the Owl approaches the door, you can't help but notice the, the smell of blood. You are a hunter. You search for mice all the time, and you just can't help but look at that trail of viscera as it leads further into the woods. There are man-made scraps of fabric that stand out brightly against some of the green foliage of a, of a weeping willow that turns toward the west, toward the mining village of Skulk Pass. Let's write Skulk Pass down, everybody. Can you spell Skulk Pass? Neither can I. <laughs> Skulk Pass is a lovely mining town built into these huge, almost Scotland-esque, huge standing, let's say huge one, one more time for comedy's sake. Huge. Um, Yes. Uh, quartz mountains that jut angrily and and, uh, and spikily from uh, from from this very rocky, very cold cove. Um, the the miners there have built on top of the the plateau. It's mainly a lot of uh, grasses and uh, potatoes. Very hardy Viking esque people, but. Other than fishing, a lot of what they do ends up happening in the mines, which is where a majority of the workplaces and residential homes are built into the rock itself. As you approach that willow tree, though, Harris, something is blowing in the breeze, something man-made. You find a bright red traveling cloak. Little red fucking riding hood. I knew that whore was up to no good. Should we take it? 
I suppose it could be useful at some point, at least in trying to identify whoever was here. Perhaps a witness, if not the murderer. How do two birds carry a cloak? Easy. I tie it into a fashionable scarf. <laughs> You're gonna have to roll me a clever for this one. <laughs> Look, we've all seen it happen in Sleeping Beauty. We know it can happen, but let's be honest. Those were paid professional Cirque du Soleil level union actors. Joke's on you, pal. I got a nine. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so now the magpie, known for uh, collecting shiny A crow, and... darling, a crow. So now the crow, typically known for uh, for picking up things not on its own, but to just show off so you know the show is a go, has successfully tied and is now effectively flying with a red riding cloak dragging on the ground because I'll let you know, fabric is a lot heavier than what you're used to picking up. I guess you've been to the gym. I guess you've been working on your calves. I never skip leg day. I never skip wing day. <laughs> I, I, I can only skip to, from, and away from leg day. I can't run, darling. It's hard. It's very hard in these stubby little claws. This is uh, not the normal way to carry evidence. No, but it's certainly the best looking. Yes, and as Fugsby raises it into the air, Harris, you get a nice look on this emblem that seems to decorate the bottom of this cloak. This emblem appears to be what looks like a, what's the name for that human tool? A shovel crisscrossed with an arrow. Hmm. Well, I would assume it has something to do with that awful town. They, those humans carry that the, dreadful looking weapon everywhere they go. The, the shovel. Sho shovel, yes. They they take things out of the mines. Yes, they dig into the very core of Mother Earth itself and try to create adornments and more shovels. It's really just why bother at that point? You Are have you the coming shovel. out anti-adornment while wearing that cloak. Listen, darling, it's a matter of how you wear it, not why. I guess. Roll me a clever. Who? For Harris. Who? Because <laughs> I'm an owl. For Harris. No, it was a joke. <laughs> no, for Harris. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. All right, I got a ten. ten. Your suspicions were correct. It's a goddamn shovel crisscrossed with an arrow, and it comes from the <laughs> town. Yes. <laughs> Get used to this. Charlie has wicked luck with rolls. <laughs> It's gotten more nat 20s than I've ever seen in my life. Just don't just don't get too close a look at my dice. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so what? We going to fucking skulk pass? Wait, do, do birds have specific swear words? <laughs> Hang on now. Are molting? We, are we going to molting skulk pass? If you can. Oh jeez, yeah, yeah. Get the mul get the get the mulk out of here. <laughs> if you could think of something better to do, but I don't know what else there is. The witch is dead. Better start ringing doorbells. That's gonna be difficult. <laughs> Not when you're me, darling. We head to Skulk Pass. That is correct. 
there you go, down the road, once again on your own, like a drifter toward the home you've never known. And a little bit of traveling, and a little bit of traveling music for you guys is going to take you, because you're flying maybe a half an hour, but you will reach the outreaches of Skulk Pass. Yes, this big, beautiful town. You have a couple of locations that uh, a, another clever role would probably identify, such as a large tower that's toward the south of the town. You've also got a large stone structure with some sort of a weird, I guess, lowercase t at the top of it. There are also the entrances to the mining cave. But as you two fly over, there seems to be a bustle of activity. There are carts with beasts of burdens that are tracking uh, and pulling left and right uh, barrels and wagons that seem to be full of trade goods and root vegetables and uh, changing of, of summer seasonal produce, if you will. In fact, there are wooden stands all throughout the main road of town. It looks like the town is having a minor trading festival. So again, here are some options of places for you to investigate. You have a very, very tall tower that seems to stick out uh, almost like a lighthouse, you would say. It seems a bit of a curvy tower with a bell on top of it. We'll call it the Bell Curve Tower for all you mathletes. Nice. There, se there seems to be a uh, religious gathering place, a, a church toward the south. You've also got the uh, fair and fair and festival. Then you've also got toward facing the 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 cliffs where the sea is rolling in, and you can even hear the waves. You can smell the the salty air of the water. You can smell uh, soon to be and not so recently dead fish. But that's the entrance to the mining cave. Where do we go? Take it again, love. <laughs> He said, "Where do I can do it? <laughs> I can do it all as a burp." <laughs> um, so, can I speak with the beasts of burden? You absolutely may. Um, I will let it be known, though, animals trained by the witch can only speak to other witches, potentially druids, and animals of similar types. Ah. Birds of prey, you can communicate with birds of prey. But I have to speak human. But they're not humans, Doc. All right, well, how about we try to get... Well, we don't need to climb a tower to get a better perspective. No, we could just fly. Just fly. We are birds. We are birds. Hmm. Well, I'm not the clever one here, Harris. You make the decision. Let's go to the festival, I guess. I love a good party. As you swing down to the south, there is the unmistakable human twang of a bow as a as a human-made arrow darts up between the two of you. Both of you roll me a quick to try and dodge the first arrow. Hey, a nine plus a one is ten. A two. That's not good. No. No, it's not good. However, since the danger has only been set at a one, since the arrow has fired, you just barely dodge the arrow that almost comes to, to scrape up your belly, Harris. You guys dodge, and you buckle, and you and you dive. Who the hell fired that arrow? I don't know, but he's a dead man. <laughs> my Tom-Tom. He almost <laughs> killed my good friend's Tom-Tom. Uh, can I look for this fuck? 
you, abs you absolutely may. Now, there's not really a perception role in this game, but I am going to let you know that your attention as a, as a predator of the air is immediately drawn to a really, really short, almost the size of a, of a human child, uh, throws his hat down on the ground, yells drat, turns and starts bolting to and through the festival through those, uh, this marketplace that's been set up. I cast Hunter's Mark. <laughs> um, Different game. Um, Just for that, I've risen the danger. <laughs> Excellent. Um, no Matthew Mercy on this side of the field. Um, okay. So, let's buy a vowel. Now the danger's at ten. <laughs> Great. Um, alright. Buy an owl. Now the danger's at 20! Um, okay. Perhaps the marketplace is a little bit dangerous. I don't think the humans are quite kindly to birds and cloaks. Well, you're the one in the cloak, and I'm the one who got his tum-tum scraped. Well, I'm sorry about your tum-tum, but maybe we can find a mommy to kiss it better. Would that make you feel all right? Yes. It's going to take you some time to find a comforting mommy as people are now pointing up at the flying cloak and screaming, Oh God, my God, she's back. Run, run, ghost, ghost. People start closing their stands. Mothers start grabbing their children and throwing them under the stands. Uh, various dogs are getting kicked by angry white men, but that seems to be completely disrelated. It's Tom's dad, all right. Hmm. Well, perhaps the festival's not the best idea. It would appear that people are not too kindly to birds and cloaks. How was I supposed to know that? You're the clever one. I'm the pretty one. Okay. Well, where does your prettiness suggest we go? Obviously the prettiest location we've seen so far. The tower? The tower. Let's go to the tower. We go to the tower. We go to the tower. Yes. Getting up, so this large wooden structure seems to have, interestingly enough, no door, no people entrance down on ground level. There's only, uh, well, second from the top floor, there's an open balcony, full 360-degree window into which you can see a very large, I guess, human living area, and above that is this beautiful bell that is reflecting this beautiful light. You know why? Because I mixed up what a bell tower and, and light tower are, so you know what? They're fucking dwarves and clever gnomes. They're gonna multitask. Alright, let's go with this. They're efficient. Alright, it's metal it's, is scarce. It's a shiny bell. It's so shiny. I love it. I like shiny. Let's live there forever. We live there forever now? We live there forever. <laughs> and that's game. Congratulations, <laughs> dickwads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we go in and we, we, we have a look around. We fly into the balcony. Yes, flying into the balcony. You can hear, a, I guess the best word for it would be a, a strained falsetto. And looking around, you're smelling a lot of, it's not quite strawberry, imitation, processed strawberry. And as you land, the whole place seems to be filled with this very tacky, very dry straw. Straw on the walls, straw from the ceiling, straw scattered across the floor. Strawberries. Strawberries. It all seems to be moving and slaking. You hear a strained falsetto voice as a young... Mm, question mark in a dress comes around the corner. 
and, and, and begins singing a song of comfort, and Shock's suddenly going, Whoa, what the hell? I didn't order any of this. <laughs> Holy shit, it worked. Are you guys my new thingy familiars? Hey, hey, hey. Hi, can, hi. Yes. Can you? Yes. Yes. Hello. Are you human? Harris, do you cast? Speak with human. I ca is he human? He isn't. He's very much so. Is he, right. is he a witch? <laughs> is he a good witch or a bad witch? Is he a druid? Is he magical? There's only one way to find out. All right, I cast speak human. Danger raises itself to three. It can always happen, but he comes over. Hey, yeah, my name's, uh, my name's, my name's Puns. Uh, Puns Rapple. Hi. 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 I can't believe the summoning spell worked. Are you my magical owl familiar? Um. I'm yes, not... I am. She said, yes, <laughs> I am. I'm Harris, and this is Fugsby. Hi, I'm Fug. Ah! Uh, wow, two for one. This must be my my lucky day. It's the luckiest thing that ever happened since fucking Red Molly cursed me, the bitch. Is this her cloak? Red, red, ask. Is this her cloak? Hmm. That's yeah, a nice piece of, is, oh, is this piece of clothing like the contract? Like you handing this to me makes you free? Nah, nah. Guys, come on in, come on in. I probably got some, some dry mice over here by, by the desk. You're starting to listen, and it's interesting how well he wears this flowing white and yellow dress. Said there are looking around the hair. The hair is shifting as he's moving around the perimeter of the space. You see that the bright blonde hair from his head seems to be snaked and hung, a la like fabric dancers at Cirque du Soleil, all around the interior of 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 this tower. Yeah. Pretty crazy the way things tend to work, huh? Everything kind of comes with a price. He starts to pull himself, uh, pour himself some cold water into a glass as he walks over with uh, some freeze-dried mice. Let's not question. How about that? It's a world with magic. Maybe they develop food preservation. Big deal. Want to fight about it? Walks over a, a preserved mouse. Yeah, it's one of Red Molly's deals. You know, I could have the most beautiful singing voice in the land, and uh, I, I asked, could she summon a, a man whom I would, uh, who would be perfect for me, and she found that uh, I was rather difficult, so uh, she made me the perfect man, because I am apparently the only person able to, uh, what's the word, love me. Darling, you have no idea how much I relate. How did you get up here? Oh, man, I was uh, practically born and uh, cursed to be up here. I mean, the curse is I can't leave until the man of my dreams sweeps me away, but, I mean, I'm kind of already here, and I got a pretty decent setup as is. I mean, if need be, I guess someone could, like, throw stuff up here, but I got no reason to leave the, the, the bell curve tower. I got you a cloak. Um, do you want a cloak? Hmm. That's, oh, that's weird. He looks at the cloak, turns around. Ah, I knew it was too good to be true. This thing is so prettily, so prettily made. Eh, part of the handmaiden, handmaiden's guild. That would make sense to me. Handmaidens. What's the handmaiden's guild? You, oh, you guys must be fresh into town. Yeah, the, the handmaiden's guild, where all the lovely young princesses and possible ladies-in-waiting of all of the 
you know, miners, they have to do something. So they end up going to that big wooden cottage that's uh, adjacent to the, what you call it, church. Yeah, they end up going there and they learn uh, self-sufficiency, then they learn how to uh, completely avoid that and uh, charm and giggle for a man. We're, Bit counterintuitive, but you never know. Darling, Someday it might be considered no progressive. Idea how much I relate. Is that where you're from? So call me maybe, I guess. Good job, Mr. Crow. I don't know what he's saying because he didn't cast no spells. Uh oh. You don't know what I'm saying. Do I have to cast speak human every time? No, you do not, Harris. No, no, no. Like I said, I was pretty much uh, born up here and uh, and uh, curse. It's a it's a it's a lifelong thing. I mean, I, I haven't even been able to get out of this tower and uh, kill nobody. I mean, even if they curse me, even if I wanted to. Nobody. I can't leave the tower, and no one really thinks that they can climb up alongside of it, except the occasional squirrel and spider, which are kind of my only protein at this point. Her name is Puns Repel. She could have repelled out. <laughs> Why don't you use all this hair? Oh, I don't want to strain that. You know how long it takes to clean this shit, let alone braid it? It'd be like 30 pounds on my head. That's a fair point. How do you know about the Handmaidens Club if you've never left? Oh my god, you see that beautiful spyglass next to this? Yeah, check this out. I can zoom in and look into practically anybody else going through town. I mean, over in the far back, you see that enchanted lover's grove called the Randy Marsh. Anyone who goes in there gets a little, you know, plot-driven. And you've got the uh, entrance to the mine over by, the, uh, oh, a bunch of people coming out of there right now. And then everyone seems to be down on the street for the festivals. Ah. <sighs> Lovely place. You're kind of a creep. Yeah, well, <laughs> stuck in a tower my whole life. Not exactly a whole lot of social skills, but I will develop them now, now that you are here. In fact, my first assignment for you as my familiar... Let me find my drawer of uh, hate letters and fuck-offs. Hey, ah, here we go. Hey, Harris. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Fuxby? Hey, I have an idea. Yes? Let's fucking leave. I was thinking Let's about... molt and get out of here. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Punzel, Punzel turns around with, uh, with, with, with a rolled up sheet of paper. There's this bitch with brown hair and beautiful brown eyes. Usually wears a cloak like that. I'd love for you to, to, to deliver this letter that tells her to fuck off. Oh, actually, I'm really down for that. Uh, we will deliver it. Where are we going? Oh, you just gotta head down to the Handmaidens University. Handmaidens University. Are they okay. gonna shoot at us again? Someone shot at you? Yeah, look like at with his, a bow or a sling? Look at his poor tum-tum. Look at my tum-tum. Ah! Oh, such a shame, but no need to be an Eeyore about that or a big stinky poo since someone launched an arrow at you, Mr. Owl. Don't you worry, Harris. Um, I'm sure it will grow back. I'm okay. Fugsby. Let's leave. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna go deliver this letter. Yes, yes, you shall. Do you wanna come? <laughs> do you wanna come with us? And as our two protagonists turn in the early morning light and dive bomb, heading their way toward the Handmaiden University, let's take a quick commercial break. <laughs> God, I gotta pee! 
but I don't want to leave this movie. It's so intense, and it's the most interesting part. Introducing Cinema Diapers. Holy crap, where'd that guy come from? <laughs> I live in the movie theater. Well, cinnamon diapers? That doesn't sound delicious at all. No, not cinnamon. Cinema. You can sit through as many movies as you'd like and just pee-pee in your pants. I just did without them, and it's very inconvenient. My me undies now feel like Southern Florida. Well, if I wear the if I wear cinnamon diapers, I can go pee-pee in my pants, pants, and not have to leave the move, move. Stop talking like that. That's right. Cinema. Cinema diapers. Cinema diapers. Oh God, I quit. And we're back. <laughs> Cinema diapers making a splash this summer. <laughs> nice. Rated. More like a slush. Rated PP thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful, and I and and I love it. So the two of you swoop down toward this large wooden structure. Think of basically like a Viking mead hall, if you will. So it's got a very tall, vaulted, vaulted roof. It's um, uh, very large and rectangular. A huge set of double doors that curve up at the top. Dumble doors. Dumbles, and they're leaving for a tumble. Those doors are wide open, and you can see a bustle. What's so fascinating, too, is it seems like some of the the produce and the fruit stands have also set themselves up here as well. But it looks like a couple of younger kids are out front selling what look like handmade trinkets, accessory, shiny rocks and jewelry. Shiny rocks and jewelry? Shiny. Set into necklaces and earrings. Ooh, let's go to the shiny. I want to go to the shiny. Indeed, the two of you sw- the two of you decide to swoop down and in- and investigate. And the first thing that the two students do when they see you is pull up badminton rackets and swing at your asses. It's time to make me a quick. Try to dodge being swiped away. Nine plus uh, one is ten again. Four. Not too quick today. <laughs> Well, you damn. You look better quick than me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. However, it's it still beats it, it still beats it out. So unfortunately, Fugsby, as badly as you want to to peck at and try and grab some uh grab some shinies like that beautiful emerald necklace, it doesn't look like you're eh, yeah, doesn't look pretty likely. The students are getting pretty ag- uh, pretty aggressive. They're calling over to their friends to bring over some cloak. In fact, one of them decides to release a falcon. That's right. One of their one of them has a uh, has a parent there to tell them that they're always pretty and always going to succeed no matter what life throws at them. Uh-huh. And has a falcon on his glove. I swoon. In fact, you <laughs> you she said she swoons. You, I swoon. You swoon. Yeah. Roll me a swoon check, my <laughs> dear. All right. That's uh I got a 5. <laughs> there is no there is no swoon. He pulls the leather cap off of the head of this red-tailed falcon, throwing out his arm. The falcon takes off and goes, Hey, girl. You you like blue? Swiggity-swooty? 
Hey, how are you doing, big boy? How are you, Becky? Uh, are you, Becky? Uh, yeah, I'm Becky. Fuck Ben. Ben is a hoe. <laughs> Becky used to let me let me smash. I'll let you smash. Could we could we land first? It it's hard to smash while I'm flying and tethered to a hand. Yes, let's <laughs> let's get you untethered to that hand, and we can go smashing that there tower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if true love ever swoops in, this is an interesting twist to to Lady Hawk. Let's uh, let me look. Can I try to untether the hawk so we can join our party? Roll me a man. What would I roll for this? I, I, I Sly. I, I I kind of enjoy this. Let's go with Sly. Okay. Uh, okay. So six. And a two. Eight. Total of eight. I'm gonna say it's doable. He's never thought to use his sharp beak on the leather strap. He's never thought to unsnap himself. And you guys have temporarily gained a red-tailed hawk who turns around to his owner and says, Becca, let, let me smash. I'm like blue, yellow. Let me, what has my life become? He, He's willing to fly away with you guys. Now, the three of you are causing quite a commotion. Quite an issue. And what's interesting is, Harris, you see the young boy that fired an arrow at you. He's definitely shorter than shorter than the other kids, but carries himself interestingly well. Well in that confident and suave and an interesting black goatee growing out of his chin. And he sees the two of you, goes, shit, waves his hands in this majestic way that you only saw Red Molly do before and a side door opens on the side of the of the dormitory and he rushes in and the wood locks itself and closes behind however you guys have bigger problems oh yes you do do we Oh. Well, well, A, the Falconer is mad that his top employee and thus title of his employment have now just flown away in the hopes of smash, so he's hoping to smash it back with the back of his hand. You've also got kids coming out with the lacrosse sticks. Why are they still talking? Who are these birds? Um, are they trying to attack us? They're coming in to swipe. So uh, what would you like to so what I, would you like to do? I would like to conjure light to blind them. The danger has risen to a four. So yes, the spell just automatically works. Fugsby, you clap your talons together and a flash comes in, causing Hawksley the hawk to <laughs> stumble. Beckett blinded me with science. Not not sure, not sure how this is going to work. Harris, as an owl, bright light, really not your thing. No. The danger is go- the, the danger may very well rise if you don't get out of there soon. Uh, let's fly into the university, but into the rafters in the top places where they can't see us. Let's fly into the university, into the rafters in the top place where they can't see us. Back at Lemmy Smash. We'll smash inside, big boy. Come on. <laughs> ben is a hoe. <laughs> We're. We're, we're doing great. 
it is very difficult for the owl to go from bright, blinding, conjured light to the interior of it. Uh, your eyes are blinking and struggling to 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 get it straight. So, uh, Harris, can I? You're gonna have to, Harris. You're gonna have to roll me a quick in order to land on the rafter correctly. My dice are not my friends today. I got a two. Harris, you crash face first into the the rafter, and it's very unfortunate because now this is the issue that we have to deal with. Fugsby, you've got one chance to try and maybe uh, grab him and pull him up on onto the rafter with you. What do you want to do? Hawksley, get him! <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm into I'm into Polly. I thought we were monogamous. That fine. I mate for life. Is that a yes or a no? That seems to be like hashtag open relationship. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, with Hawksley's, with Hawksley's help, yep, Harris and Fugsby, they get up onto the rafters. Looking down into this big, beautiful hall, huge tables, bigger than you've ever seen, bigger than the witch's hut, just with a, a, a bunch of young girls. They all seem to have bright red cloaks, bright white hoods on them. And what fascinates you is, is the commotion as one of them turns around, screams, Oh God, a man! As this short child with a black goatee th- throws up his hands and runs toward the back of the room. Oh God, a man! That was the man who shot at my tummy top. Yes, and we're going to get our revenge. We are? Yes, that's okay. why I got Hawksley. Oh. He smash. Oh, I thought that meant something else. No. No? No, he's a real bird brain. All right, uh, I guess if, if you guys are coming with he's a real life is Life is hardly easy. It's Harvey. I'm a bird, but I'm also a man. Sometimes let me smash. I'm a Harvey. Hardly. Hardly bird man. Let me smash. Cool. Love that. He's a real molten idiot, but he's a real molten hunk, too. (laughs) All right, let's... Aren't the best of us. (laughs) Molting hunks sounds like something you gotta watch out for. Don't oh, worry, man, I always new... I always wear protection. <laughs> Ooh, I was gonna say the new spin-off from Team Four Star in a collaboration with Game Grumps. <laughs> Molting hunks! I have Stuff been... is dripping! Yeah. I I always I always wear a diaphragm in my cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's let's go after the man. Let's go after the man. Let's smash. Speaking 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 of cloacas, you decide to dive after the man. Now, as the three of you fly by, you can understand the one maiden with the the red cloak and and the um and the uh, the, the white hood over. She stands up, and you perfectly understand. There's that pervert again from last night. God damn it! Stop pulling on my. She spins around, and you see she's growing a kind of bald but prehensile tail out of this handmaiden? What could this tale from a handmaiden possibly be about? Also, why can the two of you perfectly understand her? She's Becky. 
She wants smash. <laughs> she Hoxley has left the party. <laughs> Hoxley has driven away. The girls at the at the table are having nothing to do with it. They start throwing silverware. They start throwing woodware. They start throwing plates. They start throwing wood house. They start they start throwing brick house. Ow! They start just throwing stuff at Hawksley, who is getting just pummeled in cooked meats, raw meats, sweet meats, fruit bats, and just plain fruit. Hawksley has left the party. Worth it. <laughs> Saved your ass. <laughs> Hashtag successful ghosting. <laughs> Hashtag, uh, never mind. Should we go after the man or should we check on the talking person? Hmm. Well, it's inadvisable to split up. But the man fired at your tum tum. Mm. So fuck him. <laughs> I like talking to monkey lady. All right. Let's talk to this monkey lady. Uh, but first things first, I'll go. The two, Wait, no, the you go. <laughs> yes. I'll go. The, the two of you roll me a sly for you to try and hide and wait for the commotion to die down enough for you to be able to approach this girl okay. by herself. All right. Can you, Jimmy, can you tell my dice? Did not... I get your luck? Because I got a nine again. Yeah, wait. So that's 11. Maybe I just have a really good d20 and a really bad d10. I believe it. All right. <laughs> Fuck me! Hey! No, no, Hawksley's already dead. What did you get? He got oh, a two. No, I got something real good. Don't worry about it. I got a two. <laughs> you want to roll my dice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a two. No, no, no. This. It's a two. A two. <laughs> Crunch three. Three. How many licks did it take to get to the. You know what? Fuck that owl. It's been 40 years. This commercial's still running. Seriously. Hey, Hawksley. Fuck that owl. Hey, Hawksley. How many licks did it take to get to the center of my Chloe? God. <laughs> he is very much a pile of blood and feathers. The girls are now picking apart the feathers in an attempt to make new, beautiful, shiny outfits Ooh. and uh, accessories. <laughs> accessories. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a total loss after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's the here's the issue. Harris, you're still a bit blinded. You crash. I mean, just crash into this wall. The only reason you successfully hide is because... You have broken your wing crashing into this wall, and you fall behind, I guess, a podium or a bookcase. And, Fugsley, you want to go and help Harris, but the girls get up from this clamor, and, and they, they go all their separate ways. Now, the the handmaiden with the tail, she stares for a, She's almost alone in the hall for a while. She looks around, wondering if anyone is going to see this, but she she reaches down to the body of Hawksley. She takes a knife from under someone's plate and with very fierce precision takes off Hawksley's head, clutches it to her chest, hiding it in her hands, looking around surreptitiously. She runs to the back and swings a right toward the dormitories the opposite direction of where the goateed archer ran to. Um, okay, here's the plan. Plan. Harris, um, look real sad. Well, I broke my wing, so not 
A challenge. Look real sad and maybe they'll feel bad for you and nurse you back to health. I am real sad. Yes. I'm a crow. They don't like me. So, I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna stay hidden. Roll me one more sly to stay hidden. Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, five plus two, seven. All right. Danger subverted. Harris, roll me a clever to see if you can get this girl's hey. attention. Communicate. All right. That is a 12. Ah, my dice. Yep, that does work. This girl turns around and you start to see spilling from the back of her hood this bright black hair, these bright brown eyes. She's almost uh, beautiful, you know, for a human and shit. And she she looks down at the owl and her eyes go wide. Are you okay, little... Oh, poor little thing, are you okay? And again, you can completely understand her. And she's speaking human? She's... Yeah. I mean, that's that's the uh, dumb language, but you can understand it. Uh, you haven't even cast your spell yet. Should I cast my spell, do you think? No. 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 Okay. okay. Oh! I just sit there and look sad. Try and, to talk to her. Okay. Talk to her without... Okay, that's right. Because she can... I can understand her, so... Okay. Help. <gasps> I thought you guys normally said who. That's a completely different question. Excellent. Um, keep your voice down. <laughs> what? Oh, yo, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Owl. Oh, you poor thing. You hurt your wing. Oh, I, th I think I can fix that. Would you like me to fix your wing, little guy? Don't. Sew the guy's head to it. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, no, no, no! This is this is for something else. I, I, I mm. you poor little thing. Look, look! No one's gonna be happy if they see a, a, an owl like you screeching around. You know, only like witches and druids talk to creatures of the forest. But it's okay. I'm a friend. Can I take you and hide you into my room and and fix up your wing? I think Would she's a Saiyan. A what? I think she's a Saiyan. A Saiyan? <laughs> yeah, like a Goku. I mean, like I'm just I'm just saying, but the <laughs> I mean the the real question is now she sees that there's that there's a magpie. Oh no, a crow. Oh, I'm get oh, and she's getting a real Alfred Hitchcocky vibe here. I mean, not to go full psycho, but like you guys are probably gonna give her vertigo if you keep swinging around. She might get the rope and start noosing this. Rear Notorious window. There. North by northwest. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Just for that, I'm lowering the danger for you. Yes. Yay. The danger is now at a seven. Wait. Wait. No, no, dangerous. <laughs> danger is still at a four. But she's getting worried. She's getting worried. Oh, yeah, oh Blackbird. I mean, I mean no harm. Been, I'm not an ill might... omen. I'm just a. I'm an. I'm an ill eagle. <laughs> okay, and she goes to pick up Harris. Do you allow her to do this, Harris? Yes. Okay, she picks you up, 
tries to cradle you under the cloak, and she starts to make a break for it, and oh, oh, Harris, you smell, you smell really fresh blood, but you also, with an owl sense of smell, you also smell old blood. Oh boy, it's her time of the month, isn't it? (laughs) Not hawk blood or your blood. She rushes you, and, and she ducks around a corner on the right, and then a corner on the left, and she pulls a key out from a, a pocket she keeps on on her waistband, opens the door, goes into a very simple, very easily furbished room. There there are two beds, but she looks around. I'm so glad that my roommate called out a sabbatical for this week. Um, Fugsby, do you follow her into the room? Yes. She doesn't seem as open with you as she does with Harris. Maybe something, uh, maybe something Florence Nightingale for more bird jokes coming in. Maybe she just wants to flam that mingo if need be. But she closes the door and she moves the, she moves one bed up against the other bed, making a, a queen-size bed. And on the floor, under where she dragged the bed, there is chalk on the ground. There is round, circular chalk on the ground and she lays Harris down in the center of it, pats your head, coos at you for, for a little bit. She says, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, because blood calls to blood. Blood can fix blood. And she plants Hawksley's head down in this little circle in front of, in front of the bigger circle. And she starts moving her hands nice and slowly not breaking eye contact, and you see that her breathing is intensifying, and she is not breaking eye contact with you, Harris. Harris, I need you to roll me a very important sly check. No, clever. Alright, so that's gonna be a nine. Perfect. You are very aware that someone is trying to hypnotize you. I start rap rap rapping at her chamber door. Thought you oh were right, because you're 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 already on the on the inside. Yes, and I, I start saying never more, never more, never more with this, never more. Uh, and they say blackbird lives matter. Honestly, stop it, stop I, it. I'm just I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to sing in the dead of night, darling. Um, do I recognize that she's trying to hypnotize him? You are unfam- You are vaguely unfamiliar uh, with, with this type of magic. However, you're not the only one rapping at the door because there is a tap, tap, tapping. And the girl with the prehensile tail tucks it back under her dress and goes, shit, 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 shit. She quickly um, throws an an extra rain cloak over Harris and and over the owl. And she shoos Fugsby away from the door. Hello? Hello? Uh, Who's there? And you hear this gruff voice uh, on the other side of the door. Come on! I deserve my payment! I did what you asked! How many times are we gonna get the chance to be alone this time? What interests you, Fugsby, is... You understand what the voice is saying. Hmm. Harris? I'm under a blanket. I don't like this. I don't like it either. She tried to hypnotize me. That's what she was doing? Yes. Oh, I thought she was just rubbing our friend's head on the ground. That was part of it. Weird. Yeah. Metal. And she opens 
She opens the door and says, Shh, no, 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 no. You have to go. Not until nightfall, okay? Not until nightfall. It, they'll freak out if Who's they that? see us together. They're clearly going to Who's know. Who's that? Who's that? Hey, I, I hear squawking on the other side. No, no, you certainly don't. She goes to she goes to close the door, but there's a foot jamming it on the bottom, and a long tip of a longbow sneaks in through the door as a short man in a black cloak with a black goatee who comes up headwise, maybe to this girl's waist, kicks open the door as this surly and 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 craggly faced gnome comes in and you can see one of the one of his eyes is green and the other is caked over with a cataract oh shit did did you you, you're trying to sell me out aren't you you little bitch not easy there big boy you want smash (laughs) not unless it also features the ice climbers Oh, very good. Which I'm, I'm told the new edition does, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Well, riddly this, my good man. <laughs> what I can need I you do? to make a. I need you to make a very important quick because he just knocks an arrow onto the onto the bow, takes a point blank shot, and fires. Woof! Five. The current danger is set at a five. Wait, I thought you dropped Fuck. it down because he's said a Hitchcock. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> the arrow hits you true, Fugsby, but rather than stabbing you, this fierce white powder <coughs> blocks your eyes, blocks your, blocks your senses. You smell it in and you start to get lethargic. You drop onto the beds that are that are pushed together as you're squawking and flopping but it feels like when you flop you kick your legs and when you try to kick your legs to steady yourself you instead flap your wings and the room is going dark it's the green arrow it's the green arrow some time passes we come up on evening I was under the blanket that whole time we come up on a full moon (laughs) two figures approach these Four standing stones that are facing each other, one to the southwest, one to the southeast, one to the northwest, and one to the direct south. That's right, he's here to break the rules. Big deal, want to fight about it? The short, stouter gnome opens a burlap sack, and Fugsby the Crow topples out. Ow! Falling hard on the dirt below, Harris in a uh, similar burlap sack is simply hip-tossed to the center. Your wing feels feels slightly better, but there's plenty of danger afoot. I'm going to, however, lower it to a four for this scene. It is nighttime. Fugsby, you are at a slight disadvantage. Harris, you can see all under the light of this bright, practically red, dusty moon. You can see your two captors. You can see the young 14, 15-year-old girl with the black hair and the black eyes and the tail swishing black and black, back and forth, a little tuft of black hair on the tip of it. And you can also see this hunter, I guess you're seeing now. And he leans on his bow and says, Well, what the hell are we gonna... Are you my mommy? He just spits. All right, what do you want to do with him? And the girl says, oh my 
God, you are the most incapable hunter, I think, anyone has ever hired, period. You're probably worse than that Hunter S. Thompson guy. You know, Tom the Hunter? Yeah, that guy's full of dicks. I'm probably... I'm probably on par with him. You had one job. Kill the witch, and you still freaked out because you didn't know what to do with her eyes. Ugh! God, it's impossible to find good help. It's impossible to break out of these, this, this fucking repeat of sell, of sell your body. I'm so sick of this tail attached to a handmaiden. I'm so sick of living this handmaiden's tail. I feel like I should get more than just growing up and saying yes, sir, to the minor of my dreams. I want so much more than to just be stuck in a cave like a damn mule. Question. So, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, little, little, little squeaky? You, yes, qu- you, question? You, you, had, you, had, you had a little, you had a little question? No, you don't need to talk down to me. You're on the ground. That's I'm a, four and a half feet up. Fair, I got this. That's a fair point. Well, so, I'm gonna talk up to you. Um, hi. Fugsby. I'm Harris. Your name? Because apparently we've just disposed of pleasantries altogether, unless you want to go about your life living like an actual monkey instead of just looking like one. Where we come from, burlap sacks aren't very polite. So why don't you do answer me this? One, your fucking name. Uh, you mean Multic? No. <laughs> One, your fucking name. Two, what'd you do with the eyes? My name is, my name is Pansy, last name Chimp. Nice. Pansy like the damn flower. I don't take kindly to being insulted. And the eyes, you don't need to worry about them. Let's just say they're seeing all the beauty that they need to. Wait, You know what? That's really fucking vague. I don't think I can come up with a solution on the spot to that. Let's just say they're in my purse. Where are they? The hint was so vague. In her purse. How'd you solve it? I'm a magpie. You're a crow. That's what I said. So. I'm saying it's more magpie P.I. <laughs> Looks like we caught another criminal in our and, and worldwide web. <laughs> and she turns to the hunter and says, All right, earn your keep, Shrek the Slayer, and just deal with these two birds I think there's enough blood in the two of them. If I do it right, I'll have the homunculus ready by the morning. We don't have blood. Homunculus? That's you! A homunculus! She kicks you. <laughs> Would If you'd like to dodge or fierce, roll me a quick or a fierce. I'd like to leap up and peck her eyes out. That's gonna be a fierce. Go oh. ahead and roll me a fierce. Come on, Dicey's. Oh boy, uh, that's five. A simple task, according to the to the corner of paper on the DM guide, is a six. It's still over the danger. So you make this swipe and and, and squawk out with, with with your with your hands and your talons, and it's just no go. She smacks you back down on the ground. In well, fact, that's all I've got. Yeah. Yes. Or, is it? I go to peck at her eyes again. (laughs) (laughs) I throw her at her eyes. It'll be slightly more difficult with uh, with her foot pinning you down. So I go to peck at her eyes. (gasps) Go for it, Harris. Roll for. 
fierce? Roll for fierce. Yeah. Yeah. Six. <laughs> well, shit. You, <laughs> you, well, the thing is, I mean, you get her leg and you start clawing and pecking at that and she starts, she starts shrieking and jumping and Shrek tries to step in, into this, this uh, chalk circle on the ground and swipe you away and she starts screaming, don't mess up the chalk, do not mess up the circle. Oh, fucking hell. And she kicks you flat off. Now, mainly, not, not like uh, kicking you like a soccer ball, mainly like flinging you off of her pant with the- Am the, I, am the, I free the, from the under her, her foot? You are free from under her foot now, I go me. to flip my wings all over that chalk. Use Excellent. whirlwind! I use, Pidgey <laughs> uses whirlwind. <laughs> That's gonna be pretty damn easy. You Murkrow. just lift out your wing Murkrow. and you think, time to feather this duster. <laughs> you, you, you probably make that noise, but yeah, you yes. spread out your tail feathers and you, you, you start smashing. Yeah, shake, shake it like a Polaroid. Shrek is not happy with this. He knocks his bow. He wants to. He wants to fire something. I'm Thinking gonna that take thing it. Is more like an arrow. Fi I'm, I'm gonna take it. Fire take your, the arrow. I'm gonna take your, the arrow. Really? Yeah. All right. Harris, you, 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 you take an arrow. <laughs> your wing is broken again. No, no, no! I, I meant take it away from the bow, <laughs> not take it in the wing. Well, phrasing. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna have you roll me another fierce to see if not you can a quick? do this. You know what? Let's see how you do with a quick. All right, so that is a Six seven. No, no, nice. eight. Where's that? Eight. Where's it's that? an eight. Oh my. Yes, yes, you unlock the arrow, you're causing quite a disturbance and some bullshit to go down. No one seems to be happy with this. There is now, they're just screaming at each other. They don't have a really healthy relationship, uh, if, if any of that makes any sense. Um, can we? We have an arrow now. Yeah, can, can we throw the, can you throw the arrow I'm gonna at? throw the arrow at who? Your choice. Dealer's uh, choice. <laughs> gonna throw the arrow at the per at, at the girl, because I think the person I just took the arrow from will be expecting it. That's true. Fierce me. <laughs> right. Come on. Dave. And give yourself an additional one. Woo! An additional one? So that's yes. a ten, baby! That's a ten! <laughs> okay, well, Pansy has an arrow in her neck right now, <laughs> and no one likes an arrow in the neck. She used to be an adventurer. <laughs> Until she took that, you know, critical hit to the, um... Jugular. Uh, to the jugular, yeah, yeah. I was gonna make up the name of an artery, because it's a magical world, it's my world, who gives a shit? Wanna oh, fight fair. about it? Big deal. Do you wanna make to one To the up? Custerly. Do you, want, do you wanna make one? A hit to the Custerly. Yeah. There you go. A anyone can take a hit to the Custerly. Becky, let me smash now. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's interesting is that the two of them screaming aren't the only things that are that are screaming. There's a very masculine baritone uh, uh, charging that seems to be coming up over the hill, and suddenly this huge 
I guess you want to say whip darts out from darts out from the shadows beyond the candlelight that's on the ground and it just whips Pansy in the eye and she picks up and she goes to, to cover her face Shrek turns around trying to grab another arrow what just happened what just happened and a big swipe of blonde catches him in the face and wraps around his neck <laughs> that's right it's Punzel Prince Punzel seems to have come down to help and he goes over and, and starts pulling and pulling and, and tightening the hair around Shrak's neck. <laughs> Why can't I grow a nice goatee too? <laughs> oh, hey guys, what's going on? Hi. <gasps> no, you hey, you two look, you two look a little worse for wear. Looks, uh, looks nasty. I think they tried to sacrifice us. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I tried to do that with my stepmom years ago. Get the eyes. Uh, get the never, eyes. Never too ugly. The eyes in her purse. Oh, I get the purse. Yes, the purse is lying there on the ground. Harris, you swoop in and you and you grab that leather satchel. You try to undo it with your belt. You try to rummage through. I'm gonna need you to roll me a clever to see if, in this quick panic, you can find something inside. All right, so that is a nine. Yes. Perfecto. You don't find eyes exactly. You find what looks like a little ring case. It makes sense. They made accessories left and right, and you you peck it open with with your thick talons and and your beady little beak. Ooh, there they are. Those bright yellowed sclera and bright red, uh, uh, bright red pupils. Iris. Scleras. Iris. Irish. Because I don't want the world to see me, because I know that they won't understand. It looks like you're holding Red Molly's bloodshot, bizarre, weed-tainted eyes in the case, and you can hold it in your talons. Metal! And Punzel looks down and said, You delivered the letter that said I was going to choke you out and your boyfriend tonight? Oh, you guys are the best. Told you. We delivered it. I I I, I, toss I, the I <laughs> we rip it up behind our backs. <laughs> I certainly hope that you do. <laughs> it is the night, Harris. You're gonna have the best chance of of seeing anything going around. What do the two of you do? I look around. Yep, you guys are definitely now on top of the cliff, outside of town. You're a good maybe, oh, I, I want to say about uh, 200 yards away from the, the big stone bell curve tower, but you'd have to fly back through town to go back the way you came. Nevertheless, there you guys are, hearing the rush of the waves in the ocean beneath you, but you have the case holding the eyes. Pansy and Shrek are trying to regain their their, their stance, and Did it looks like the two Shrek of them might have or the Shrek. Don't his name is Shrek. His damn name is Shrek, and you will appreciate it. <laughs> Wait, just like Christopher is... Walken from Batman Returns. No, that's Shrek again. Oh. Wait, like Thrak. Yes, Shrek hmm. as in Thrak, whoever that is or was or will be. The once and future clops. Yay. <laughs> I miss him. I miss him too. The cave by the quiz knows. <laughs> Don't we all? What do you two do? Um, ask Punzi for help. Punzi, help! Uh, I'm, I'm kind of beating up the two of these. Keep doing uh, that. Toss them off the cliff. Throw them into their death. Throw them. 
Gravity that will do it. That would be so funny and very unprincess-like of me, but you know what? You're Why a prince now. Not? Yeah. You're right. That would be very princely. And he drags them to the side of he drags them to the side of the cliff. The <laughs> yeah, with the hair. He's got a lot of it. Woo! Ugh. And he he tosses them over. There are two screams, and then two wet cracks and clashes that are covered up by the roar of the waves. We murdered! Woohoo! Oh no, that's sad. No one will ever find them. It doesn't matter. Let's go! Let, Want to go back to Molly? See if we can put, put the eyes back in? Cheapest creepers. Put them back in her fucked up head. Okay. I guess that's worth a shot. I mean, I, at least we can bury her whole body. Alright, um... Thank you for the help, Punzi. Uh, we're gonna go put put eyes in some sockets. That's the weirdest euphemism you kids are using today. All right, go have fun. Maybe Smash. another maybe another day we'll work together. Oh, sure, sure. Smash. <laughs> yeah, kids are dumb today. <laughs> All right. All right. So it is it is a hard journey. Both of your wings have been injured. Both of your eyes have been blinded. Specks of powder, but flapping, breathing hot and heavy. You fly back through the woods. Harris, you guiding Fugsby as best as you can. You make your way back to the witch's hut. The body is no longer inside the house. Fuck me. Molt me. Around started using the these back human of the house. swears lately. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time around them. We spent like a day around it's them. Too much. Around the back of the house, there are figures on four legs surrounding. Uh, Harris, it's easy for you to make out that they are wolves. Do you think they took the body? I cast light. Again, Harris, no, close I'm your done. eyes. I covered my eyes. Harris, close my your eyes. eyes with I my cast wings. light to scare the wolves away. A blinding ball of yellow light appears, blinding, scaring the wolves. They look away. What fascinates you, Fugsby, now that you can get a clear look at the, the, the brown and the grays and the streaks of white in the wolves' hairs, some of them have half, if not full, human faces. Three of them three of the four turn to run and another one of the wolves covers his eyes with now his hand stands up on now two of his furries! Feet. I knew it! God damn it! Pulls a staff from behind his back and dispels the light and, and yells who, who goes there? We will not have this ceremony interrupted! We are the familiars of Red Molly, and we've brought her eyes back. Does he understand? <laughs> He's a druid. Okay. All right, that's just stereotyping. Also, I can... Oh, yes, I can understand you. <laughs> uh, f fantastic. Wow. I normally get warlock these days, but yes, yes, everyone's multi-classing a, a bit. Druids I myself are furries. Have... Yes, I myself have a minor in women's studies. Oh, me too. Just kidding, I have a minor in Smash. We met some minors. Well, almost, but you didn't take that plot hook exactly. <laughs> you, you say that you have the eyes. We, we have her buried under fresh earth. We were going to try and 
a risky spell to reincarnate her, but if you have the eyes, br- bring them here, bring them here. I could cast the spell. Do we trust her? Uh, she could have her heart beating again by morning. It's the best shot we have. What are we going to do? We're a couple of fucking birds. Multi yes, birds. I'm clearly not lying. <laughs> he's not a lion. He's a wolf. That was a good joke. Thank you. One more time for safety. He's not a lion. He's a he's a wolf. <laughs> that was so clever. I'm going to have you roll me a clever, both of you. <laughs> okay. Seven. Uh. Eleven. Eleven. Seven. Eleven. Seven. Eleven. He is telling the truth. Huzzah! Woo! I bring him the eyes. Hand in the eyes. He places them in the skull. He pulls from his pouch around his belt several springs, sprigs of dried herbs you don't quite recognize the smell or or the shape of. He begins moving his hand. He calls back over to the other wolves who begin standing, taking the shapes of men. They begin chanting in a circle. It goes on for much of the evening. The next morning, the the moon sets. The sun rises, as does the familiar shape of Red Molly. She coughs dust her potential grave dirt out of her mouth. She wipes sweat and dirt from her eyes, shakes eh, as much as she could from her hair, looks around. Oh, Mossman, what? Ah, oh, they're in, oh, they're backwards, honey. They're, they're, one sec, one sec. Eh, Yeah, everyone look away, you might vomit. She rolls her eyes back, front and front and forward. They're technically vertical now, but because they're spheres, who's gonna know? Big deal. Wanna fight about it? And she turns and smiles that that bloodless, too wide for her face smile at at the two of you reaching out for her hands. Oh, Harris Foxby, I knew you wouldn't let me down. Were you the two that avenged me? I threw an arrow at us, lady. I got shot and fucked a hawk. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, girl. Da 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 da. Oh, Fugsby, Harris, and Red Molly are running through the woods. At a time she almost died, and now they're going back to school. Oh, Red Molly and crew. Oh, the girls and the birds and the boys are here, so we're going back to school. Where the fuck did you get a ukulele? Sorry, she meant to use a mandolin. Ah, I appreciate (laughs) it. And that is the witch is dead, but no more. Guys, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. I had a lot of fun. That was really, really, (laughs) really fun. I've never played with an all bird party. It's normally someone has to carry the spider around. I like that. I really enjoyed t- our, 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 our characters. That was really fun. <laughs> you immediately went with like this this Upper East Side Fifth Avenue uh, fancy like Zsa Zsa Gabor yeah. uh, magpie, and I loved every minute of it. Crow. 
crow. She's she's very excellent, and very well. I was read. a dumb little kid. <laughs> very very no, you're a wise little kid. Uh, but and a what, scared what's so kid. amazing about these these fast games like this is, um, I, I mean, you saw how quick preparation was. You, you yeah. saw how. You saw how quick it works and how well it works when you like just preparation go with H. the flow and let it happen. Yeah, precisely. Preparation. Who needs preparation? Oh. No one here. <laughs> well, that was really awesome. And thank you, Carl, for, for GMing that. That was really, really kind of you. Did you name um, Red Molly after the band Red Molly? You know about them, too? I, I do. My mother I love and I Red bond Mo. over them. Oh, may I suggest, may I suggest to the listeners... They look for uh, a Red Molly album. They do beautiful stuff. Yeah, that's what. That's basically all my sisters listen to, and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which led to my dad having some of their loose CDs lying around. So now he listens to them too. Magnificent. You know what they say: the the family that Molly's together never ends up flogging together. So Molly uh, is unflogged. Mag- <laughs> Thank you again Mag-pipers. so much. For letting me on. Well, <laughs> that was positively custardly. It was positively yes. custardly. And, um, yeah, this was really great. And, I mean, like, if uh, if the listeners enjoy it, let us know in the comments, and maybe we can do another one of these down the line. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a bunch of wonderful two pages, but otherwise I look forward to uh, gaming with you guys uh, at a future con. Absolutely. And future con? When's that? Future con. <laughs> There's bound to be a future con. I mean, all I've got le- technically- all I've got set up this year is a New York Anime Festival and uh, PAX Unplugged. But that is specifically to hang out and play. Awesome. Aw. That's a good that's a good boy right there. So um, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. If you're not following us on iTunes or Google Play, please do leave so. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps. Yeah, leaving a review on iTunes helps an awful lot. Um, and uh, who who did the songs that you the song that you played? Check out Eliza Rickman at elizarickman.com. Find yeah. her and fall in love with her. And uh, thank you to uh, Prime Brian for our theme song. And to uh, Tomato Magica, Magica for our art. Um, it's, uh, I'm sure, very good. Um, <laughs> we don't have it yet. We don't have it yet, but it's going to be great. And uh, please, uh, we just set up a Patreon for this, so please go to patreon.com slash snubdub. Uh, and if you can find it in your heart to donate, there are lots of wonderful prizes. Um, <laughs> they're shiny. They're shiny, wonderful prizes. Uh, and yes, and also, uh, if you make fan art of this episode or any characters that are in it or any scenes you th- that stood out to you, we will feature it. Smash. In, uh, yeah, we will feature it in the first episode of the next month. So that would be the first episode uh, in August. Where can they find you, Carl? Oh, it's always just at Uncle Yo at Twitter. Perfect. Simple, concise, to the point. And uh, we look forward to having you on again, Carl. You are our favorite guest. Um, take care, I- take care, my friends. I'll catch you next time. And uh, game on. We always like to say, find out some eyes and no, put them back. Charlie, it's find out what you love about yourself and love it to death, and we'll see you in the next one.